0: Down the
1: right field line, pretty well hit, LaVarnway It's the right way here today.
0: Yogi Berra said it's 90% mental, the other half is physical. My name is Ryan LaVarnway, Major League Catcher and Minor League Grinder, and I've spent the last 15 years playing professional baseball while evolving my mindset. I'm fascinated by optimizing that 90%. In this show, I'll talk to elite athletes and mindset coaches about what makes them tick and how they've overcome obstacles in their own careers on the way to finding success. This is Finding the Way. Hey everybody, welcome to Finding the Way. I am Ryan LaVarnway, and today I am so excited to be joined by Jackie Insinger. She is a clinical psychologist, and she has been spending her time building and using a program to go across the country and teach leaders in business, leaders in industry, how to be better leaders. Jackie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank
1: you for having me, Ryan. I'm excited
0: to be here. So you recently published a book called Spark Brilliance and the concept behind it is spark brilliance in yourself first so you can spark brilliance in others can you tell me your inspiration behind this and and really define what positive psychology is for you
1: yeah absolutely so sparking brilliance in yourself i feel like it always begins with you right and so much feels out of our control you know and the world has been out of our control and so how do we take back and empower ourselves to create positive change and to create like positive cascading change? And it always begins with you. So first, all of the techniques that I teach are things that you can control, doesn't cost money, you don't have to change somebody, which we, we all know how that goes. But so it's you know starting by your own brilliance and then naturally that cascades into others and kind of shifts the tide around you. And I use positive psychology, and want to clarify it is a real science, um, and it's not the same as positive thinking, because I think that gets confused a lot. And positive psychology is, you know, most commonly defined as the science of what makes people and communities thrive, or the science of and the study of what makes life worth living. And there's really definitions, but I really look at it as the science of the potential. And the way I describe the way I use it is if you picture a number line. <clears throat> Excuse me and you see zero middle negative numbers to the left and positive numbers to the right and look at zero as your baseline your sea level your normal what we generally do with with traditional psychology is we dip into those negative numbers and then we try to bring it back to zero back to that normal or neutral so to fix what's wrong right to heal what's broken and our goal becomes normal and you know if you know if we've been Alive over the past couple of years, how many times have you heard that, right? I just want to get back to normal. I want to get back to normal. And normal has become kind of this goal. And where positive psychology comes in and the way that I use it is, no, normal is a baseline, right? Our goal is to extend into those positive numbers where we thrive, where brilliance happens. And there's endless potential there. And the way that it makes sense to a lot of people is, you know, the absence of sickness is not health. The absence of sadness is not happiness. And the absence of poor performance is not great performance. So we wanna start with baseline and then like propel ourselves into those positive numbers. And that's what positive psychology is for me. Uh,
0: I, I, you do such a great job of, of defining that. And it's it's not just positive thinking because when when things are going wrong in your life or maybe there is objectively a pandemic in the world, positive thinking doesn't get you anywhere it feels insane uh what what does positive psychology say about when times are tough when there's objectively maybe a loved one is sick or something's going wrong in your life how can you still use positive psychology in those times
1: yeah so that's a great thing because it feels a little dismissive to say like oh just find the rainbows and butterflies in every situation um, because we know that doesn't work It's, it's inauthentic however like there's a there's a place where um I look at it as practical optimism. And yes, optimism is very important for a mindset piece to get unstuck and we need to get unstuck in our lives. And we, cause we can get consumed by these challenges. So looking at the thing, right? Let's look at reality. What is the situation? And then look forward as what are some solutions? How do I move through this? What are the resources I have? What are these opportunities to get through this time? So. As Sean Icor says, like falling up instead of falling down, and um, I just love that concept of it doesn't mean we're ignoring what's real. It's let's let's look at what's real and then looking forward um, for how do we move through it with the people that we have in our lives as well.
0: I love that, and and one of the things that you teach, one of the first steps in your program really is starting with authenticity and knowing yourself. And I think um, it's kind of a fun little knickknack about you is that almost everybody that will listen to this has used an online quiz at some point that was probably influenced by you can you tell me a little bit about that <laughs> yeah um that's
1: funny this came up yeah so out of grad school um i was part of a, a dot com you know dating myself <laughs> um and It was before social media where, you know, I was writing these online quizzes that were entertainment-based that had like psychology backing to them to give people self-awareness that the the point of them was to to uncover kind of human motivation and how to make things go viral by using human motivation and understanding it. So the first test I wrote was what breed of dog are you? And, you know, we didn't know how to track anything. And within like a month, it was January, 2020, And within a month, it was the most clicked on link in the world, um, which is bizarre. Over a million people clicking a day, which is nothing compared to like who clicked on Google now. But at the time, that was huge and like Howard Stern was calling and the New York Times were calling and we were just like kids in a basement in Cambridge. Um, But what we learned, what came out of that was how much, because why, why did this quiz become so huge globally? It's because people wanted to understand themselves better and they wanted to share that about themselves. Like they want to be seen, they want to be known, they want to understand, like be understood and understand. And here's another word or avatar to connect. And so that's really what came out of this is people are looking for ways to share and connect with other people. And that was just such a spark of, wow, okay, how do we do this in a way that doesn't feel so hard? And that's, I think, what really what really clicked for me.
0: And it's important for people to understand themselves and be able to share themselves. And if you're going to be a leader of a team or a group, it's important to understand others as well. And to me, one of the most simple and revelatory things about your program is the Platinum Rule. And this is something I hadn't heard about until I read your book, until we started talking about your material. Everyone knows the Golden Rule, treat others the way that you want to be treated. But you teach the Platinum Rule, which is a step further.
1: Yes, and, and even to add on really quickly, even if you're not a leader of a team, if you're the leader of your life, whether you it's your family or your friends or your children or your parents, you have people in your lives. And so it's the idea of the Platinum Rule is to flip it to treat others as they wish to be treated. Because who's to say, Ryan, that you want to be communicated with the way I do, that you see help the way I do, and that when you're stuck, the way you want to be supported is the same way I do, right? And when you think about it that way, so simple, so like simple, like, well, duh, of course. Of course. Right? And so it's like flipping the mindset that we all have our own lens on the world because we're one human and we see things through our way. And noticing and realizing in a fundamental sense that we all see the world in, from a, from a slightly different or completely different lens and how do we understand that so we can have effective and meaningful relationships, right? And that's, I think, where the beauty happens.
0: It, again, it's, it sounds so simple. It makes so much sense immediately whether you've heard it before or not. You're like, oh, yeah, duh. But it, it's, yeah. it's revolutionary because I take criticism different than my family takes criticism, my mom, my wife. And, and I take, um, when people brag on me, I, I receive that differently than, than the closest members of my family. It's so important to understand the difference, to understand who you're dealing with, and to give that person the respect and the space to be able to have their own reactions to things.
1: Absolutely. And you'll see the difference so quickly in the relationship and honoring the differences. And then sometimes being able to take that honor and then leverage it. Like how do we leverage the differences we have in a family, and a team, right, to make things even better based on who you are and how you see the world and, and what you need?
0: So, so if someone is a leader of a team, the captain on their team, a leader of a group of employees at work, it doesn't matter. Most importantly is the interpersonal relationship and lead, leading yourself first, understanding yourself, and trying to understand others.
1: Absolutely. And I think starting with like understanding your own platinum, right? Like, so asking yourself, being curious about yourself to get that clarity so that you can ask for it from other people. So when, you know, when you're having a problem, like my thing is I want solutions very quickly. I don't like to sit in negative spaces. So to me, I want solutions. And so, you know, Miles, my you know, younger son, he does, he wants to, he just wants to get it out. His whole thing is I need to get this out of my body right? And so when I go into solution mode, he feels like I'm dismissing him. You know, I'm not validating what he's going through. I'm taking everybody else's side. Like that's how he sees it. And it just, it gets bigger and bigger and worse and worse. And we're both frustrated. And so understanding, asking him like, what would be most helpful for you right now? And he says, mom, I just need you to listen. I'm like, okay. And so even if that's not my natural inclination, that's what he needs. Generally, as soon as he says it, he's fine. He doesn't need my help. He just gets up and, you know, goes, goes and does his thing um that's not what i would need right so it's just being able to pause and be curious and ask and it, it, you know we overlook that so much I saw,
0: I saw a tweet or a something on instagram that was the same exact concept of 80 percent of the time someone just wants to say it they don't want your solution and that's exactly what has been working with me and my wife in our relationship is, she's the same way as, as your son, Miles. She just needs to say it, she needs to get it out, she needs to be listened to.
1: And I always, I always recommend ask first, because some of us who just wanna solve, we go into this mode with the best of intentions, right? It, yep. I mean, that's the thing is, if all these people might have the best of intentions and just be, not just missing the mark, but it could backfire. And so it's just asking, are you looking for help or do you want me to just listen? And then you're like, all right, I'm just here to listen.
0: And then you can stop the spinning of trying to solve. Yeah. Um, so moving on from understanding yourself, understanding others, the platinum rule. When it goes to getting, gaining a new skill, growing, instead of growing and, and growing pains, the term that you use is getting stretchy. And I think this is so smart. You talk about don't get completely out of your comfort zone. Dip your toe out of your comfort zone and grow so that now you're in the comfort zone yourself. Can you talk about getting stretchy a little bit?
1: Yeah. You know, there's all this, all of this, I believe, misconceptions. You know, I think others would disagree around you. Only way to grow is to, like, throw yourself in the deep end. And then, you know, that's where you are. But what happens is you're not optimizing your brain that way. What you're doing is you're throwing yourself into fight or flight where learning doesn't happen. And then now you're just, like, trying to survive. And so the way to have sustainable growth is to get get stretchy, right? To bump your head on your comfort zone until you're like, hmm, this is uncomfortable, but I see what's going on. I'm taking small steps, like a stair-step approach, until it becomes your new normal. And then you're optimizing your part of your brain while you're still learning because you're not in a fear state, but you're stretching what you're doing. So being very deliberate, and I use like a mall example, right, like you, see, you get to the mall and you look at the map, right, if you want to get to, to Nordstrom, you, what do you do first? You find the you are here dot, right? You look for that red dot, wherever you're in an airport, you're anywhere you are, you look for where am I am? Where am Where I right now? Where do I wanna go? And what is the, the path to get there? You don't generally just wander around and look for something unless you know where you're starting, right? So looking at where you are right now, where you wanna be, what is a path, these, these steps, what are the six steps I need? You know, in a mall, it's very specific directions. At an airport, oh, I need to take the train to this terminal and then go up the stairs, you know, you look at it. And so applying that to your life and looking at goals that way, what do we need to do to get there? And then breaking it down into pieces. So each step you can acclimate and each step then becomes, okay, I've done this. This can, I'm, I'm okay here now. I can see this and now that's your new normal. So the next step is another getting stretchy, but you're not going from A to Z, like without any clue of how to get there without, you know, really like putting your brain on and on like high alert.
0: Yeah, it's incremental goals, right? Making sure you hit each step along the way and feeling safe as you get there. Yeah. I think that's so important. I think people can understand and people can relate to feeling like they, they have big goals, they have big dreams, but having no idea what the steps are to get there. And if you can just be okay with taking the small steps along the way, you'll get to where you ultimately wanna be.
1: Absolutely, and that's where you can get started like you said most people don't even know how to get started their goal is up here and they're like I have no idea what to do so it's just maybe I plan to get from here to here because that I can see in front of me I know this will get me in that direction how do I break that down into some steps where I can feel those wins? I can feel the progress progress is a top indicator of not just happiness but it's the key to motivation and it's what builds momentum so making some form of progress along the way is what you need to be doing to get that momentum to move toward that goal
0: progress is the key to happiness. You just threw that in there, that is a nugget that when I started understanding that myself after reading your book, it changed the game. Progress is the key to happiness. And one other key to happiness is, you talk about the importance of laughter, the importance of having fun. One one of your science-based statistics you put in your book is that a child laughs 300 times per day on average and adults only laugh 17 times per day. First of all, that makes me a little bit sad as an adult, that I'm not experiencing laughter and joy as much as a child, but that's so powerful that if you can plan laughter or plan fun into your day, it will help you grow yourself in a couple, in a relationship, or or as a team.
1: Absolutely, and it's so overlooked. It seems so, you know, people take things so seriously and they're so focused, and what we don't realize is that laughter actually performance. It helps build connections, it helps all of these things around us because it puts us in a brain state where we're open to learning, we're open to opportunities, our stress levels go down, our bonding hormones go up for connective purposes, trust, safety, all of these things that we're looking for, for for positive outcomes, like those are the undercurrents for positive outcomes, they all happen through that, plus the happiness and joy that we're missing out on, right? We take things so seriously by nature, and especially in an environment where other people take things seriously it's very hard to be you know the one who comes in and infuses that positivity but it's really important and you don't have to be funny right i know i love your story that you know you would listen to you know to jokes to comedians to things that made you laugh before you get on the field to just get in that positive that positive headspace where your stress levels go down where you're ready and you intuitively knew what science has been
0: trying to prove it's Listening to stand-up comedy or laughing, it sounds like something that's so easily dismissed. It's something that's not important because people haven't understand the science behind it until now. And I think we're starting to, and you have the research behind it, to prove that it's not just something we do to have a good time, but it's really setting us up for success. And I think that's so important. You know, a little tip
1: I'd love to throw out for anybody um, you know, and I did this with clients, like for public speaking, anytime you're about to do something that you're really nervous about, um, I always would write like a little joke and have somebody put it in their pocket um, or in their backpack if it was, you know, a kid. And so right before you're about to do the thing that you're really stressed about, open it up, read the joke. You know, hopefully it's funny enough to make you laugh. And as soon as you laugh, your cortisol drops. And your cortisol is like a wall between your rational brain and your emotional brain, right? So you're sitting in this locked emotional, um, irrational space where you don't even have access to like, oh, my gosh, that's why I'm forgetting what I'm going to say and I'm going to mess up. And all of a sudden that wall drops down when you laugh and you have access to all the parts of your brain that you need to flourish. So just throwing in some kind of joke before something you're nervous about is something anybody can do.
0: I love that. Well, thank you so much for your time today. If I could summarize what we talked about, it is begin with authenticity, know yourself, know the people you're working with, understand the platinum rule, treat others the way that they want to be treated, get stretchy, take incremental steps along the way to your ultimate goal, and remember the importance of laughter in your life wow, that was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you are and it's so impressive. I am so grateful to be able to call you a friend and I look forward to talking to you again soon and working with you going forward. Thank you, Jackie Singer, so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for listening to Finding the Way. I'm Ryan LaVarnway and I hope you enjoyed hearing from Jackie Singer. There are a lot of ways to go from good to great, but Jackie's passion is helping leaders go from great to exceptional. Her knowledge of the science behind positive psychology comes through every time I get to talk to her. And her passion for helping others improve their mindset is contagious. Thanks for listening to Finding the Way with Ryan LeVarnway. Find previous episodes on Apple Podcasts,
1: Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.